When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, um, you know, watching the tape, the story's the same. Seven turnovers, you don't beat anybody. You're not even a high school team. Why the turnovers? I think it's a collection of receivers, offensive line, tight ends, running backs, and quarterbacks all had a hand in every single one. Uh, running back protection-wise might have been the worst it's been. Um, we'll do a better job of finding our guys and blocking them next time. And, uh, but it's not all on the quarterback. A lot of it is. I'm not going to shy away from that either. Welcome to the Real Bucks Talk podcast. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Follow us at Real Bucks Talk on all social media platforms. I'm your host, Michael Plus, and join, as always, my co-host, Mark Ramirez. Mark, we are back after a Buccaneers bye week. They did not lose yesterday. That is a win in itself. Uh, we still remain at 2-4. and four. Uh, But, you know, last time we were on here talking about the Bucks team, you know, we, we were pretty much talking pretty much middle of the the Panthers game in which they were pretty much getting their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a pretty sight early in the morning. So at least we got to enjoy the rest of our Sunday, uh, which was awesome. But, you know, after taking, you know, another look at it, it wasn't all bad as uh, as we all thought, you know, in the first place. I mean, yeah. So we're going to talk about what we initially or what we actually saw in the Panthers game in this podcast and then what we expect or hope moving forward. Right. And, yes, we were all in anger after that Panthers game. It was shit show after shit show. I mean, interceptions left and right. The offense just couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Everyone pointed at the offensive line. Everyone pointed at Jameis Winston. It was just a shit show. You can't say anything better. Yeah. I mean, it just was I mean, bad. And it then was, it was the, the defense up. supposedly looked terrible. And when you look back at it, they didn't look so bad. Right. It's just the scenarios they were in. I mean, if you're 20-yard <laughs> field, I mean, what do you expect right. sometimes, right. right? So looking back at it, let's start with our intro, the offense. Yeah. And let's go with numero trace, <laughs> who was the first topic to talk about, Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. And Jameis just... What did he do a lot of? He did a lot of interceptions. Five interceptions, six turnovers in total. Yeah, seven turnovers on the game. Seven turnovers, but Bobo was one of them. Right. But, I mean, the fact that he threw five interceptions, one was a late, okay, I get it. It was just a toss-up. 
But the fact that he threw four interceptions and one fumble, which could have been just a throwaway or take the sack or what was he thinking? Who the hell knows? Right. But that should not happen. Yeah. Jameis Winston could be the reason we lost it, but like how Bruce Arians said, it was a lot of it on Jameis Winston, our quarterback, but it was also on Ronald Jones not blocking worth a damn. It was on O.J. Howard dropping catchable balls. Mike Evans dropping catchable balls, like the deep pass before halftime. If he catches that, that's probably a touchdown. Okay? That can't happen with your best player. I mean, offensive line, your right side was half-assed because it was half It was your backups. But they did okay. They didn't do terrible. Right. So, I mean, areas on your offense – they could have been, or people were complaining that Mike Evans should have came back for the ball in that first play. Yeah, he probably could have, but also Winston could have thrown the ball earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's my first assumption, and we'll keep going deeper into it. I'll shut up and let you talk. <laughs> no, Go you're ahead. good. Um, yeah, with Jameis, you know, we we talked about it before. Uh, it's it's him being in rhythm and being with you know throwing with timing, and for whatever reason, he just. He hasn't done that consistently. You know, at times he'll show that he can throw on on rhythm and throw with pace and, you know, throw with anticipation and it looks good. But at other times, you know, especially in this this last game, he was, you know, happy feet, moving when he shouldn't be moving, um, you know, take running into sacks. Yes, the offensive line wasn't wasn't perfect. It, it was kind of subpar. They haven't had great games the last two last two weeks against the Saints and the Panthers. But, you know, and that goes into, and we talked about this, play calling and, and the vertical route concepts and stuff like that where it's long developing routes and you you got to be able to uh, read where you need to go with the ball quickly and get the ball out of your hands. And he's just, he's holding it way too long. And for whatever reason, that that is, uh, that is definitely hurting him. And, you know, forcing uh, the ball to Mike Evans to start the game, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the stuff you can't do. You're really just setting yourself up behind and then you're chasing the game from there on out. And uh, yeah, he's just, he's got to be better with his decision-making and yes, there's parts around him that can be better. Um, like you said, the drop passes, you know, that needs to be cleaned up. That can't happen. Um, the right side offensive line, I thought they did what they were s- supposed to do. I mean, they pretty much, you know, did what they did and that's who they are. They're backups for a reason, like you said. So <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think Josh Wells didn't he didn't block he didn't block anyone on one play I saw. It was just hilarious. But I mean, yeah, they, they gotta be better. I think going going forward they have to be better. But yeah, Jameis right now, there's a lot of question marks. Um I think there was an article out last week talking mm-hmm. about how, you know, they're resetting their sights on different quarterbacks. Um we had scouts at um Oregon Oregon game, Oregon game for Justin Hubert. He's supposed to be one of the top prospects in, in next year's draft. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and this has been happening for, it's been four years now, you know, of what we've seen from Jameis, and it's the same stuff. It's, you know, not not reading a defense pre-snap. You know, we haven't seen him really make audibles. At all. Uh, yeah, there's no, and I know this is a new offense, but you've got to be able to command the offense by now. I mean, you should know what you're doing. You should know where guys are supposed to be. Um, should be able to throw with with timing, you know that Bobo Wilson play in the the first drive I think it was, uh, the Bobo Wilson pass that he overthrew it he over threw it high threw it high but he threw it late and that was the thing yeah. he like he threw it late you got to throw that ball when Bobo is cutting right there yeah. and you got to lead him into space because that's what Bobo is doing and he's a faster receiver 
and he doesn't do that. So those are the little things that is just it's hurting him, and it's uh, it's been a constant problem throughout his career. I mean, going over that, yeah, you never see audibles out of him. Yeah, you saw that from Mike Glennon back in the day, right? At the line, pointing, saying things, changing things up. Even Ryan Fitzpatrick did it. Winston very rarely does it. I don't see it, and I think it's he's like, oh no, if we do our job. We'll, we'll do it right. If we do our job, the best. I, I, I criticize him when he said that, and I'm criticizing him now. That's stupid. Right. That's that's like being blind and saying, oh, no, we're the best, or so we're going to be the best. No, you're the best because you pick out the point points that you see weaknesses in other teams, and you attack that every time. You don't just say blat- blatantly and blindly say, oh, if we play our game, we're going to do good. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. You're going to tell me the Patriots are so damn good because they're just that damn good? No. They cheat. They find ways to win. Yeah. They they scratch and claw. They don't beat themselves. And they know what the other team is weak at. Right. That's what they do offensive side of the ball, and that's what they do on the defensive side of the ball. They don't just blatantly say, oh, no, we're that damn good. Mm-hmm. So if we do our job, we're going to get it right. No. Right. They point. If they fudge up, I'm saying it nicely now, <laughs> they'll fix it because they know what the hell they did wrong. And they will see what the other team's attacking and fix that mistake. We're it's like Winston's thinking he's so damn good that he's just gonna it's it's gonna get better because I'm gonna make sure it's better. Yeah. But I'm still gonna run the same in play, even though the, the defense was reading me easily. It, it annoys me. Yeah. Okay, and he doesn't make any changes. His accuracy is bad. His play recognition and anticipation is bad. Mm-hmm. And we saw that so many times with Scotty Miller. He'd be open or he'd he's going to be wide open. Right. Safety's coming down and Scotty Miller's going full blast forward. And he throws it, I don't know where. <laughs> it's... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's there, just... There's things where you see and you're like, okay, moving forward, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, it possibly is his last year, guys. Let's right, be honest. Right, His He's just not thinking correctly. And it's like, would you want to sign back that guy multi-year? And if he is signed back... I guarantee we draft someone just to give competition. Or that's the yeah. guy, and James is trying to give him competition. I think, you know, the two options, I think there's only one option, really, that the Buccaneers have, um, and that's pretty much franchising, franchise tagging uh, Jameis, and then drafting a quarterback, like you said. I think, you know, pretty much we're going to draft a quarterback. I think that's something we can all agree on. I think that's going to happen in this year's draft, especially with the draft class that is yeah. uh, supposed to be coming out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the same things with Jameis and, you know, I know, you know, people on the positive outlook, you know, from that perspective, they're trying to say, oh, well, it took Carson Palmer this and that much time and to get, you know, into Bruce Arians offense. But you got to remember Carson Palmer, he was a 10 year veteran. I mean, he had time under his belt. I mean, this is Jameis going into year five, he should be going on the upward trend instead of continuing to go from back and forth from being, you know, a pretty good quarterback to being a below average quarterback. You know, at times he'll show that he is good, but there's just too many times where he has games like this. It's it's a Cincinnati game all over from last yeah. year. You know, you just you can't have games like that where you're just blatantly throwing interceptions um, when they shouldn't be happening. You know, holding on to the football way too long and you know trying to make the play. I mean, that sack fumble that he had that was just that was atrocious. Like. You got to be able to at least get points there. I think at that at that time in the game, I think we're only down. I have to go back and look, but I don't think we were down that much. 
I think we're at a, a point where we could at least got points and only been down a few or at least a touchdown. Um, and they, they didn't make it happen. So it's just, you know, things like that, you know, you can't, you can't do that to your defense. Can't do that to your offense. You lose trust in your offensive players. Um, especially when you're not throwing with timing, you know, guys stop running routes. Uh, you could see that with OJ Howard <laughs> at times, you know, sometimes OJ is just, I was watching his routes and sometimes he was just going to the right every time where it looked like if he just goes to the left, he's got wide open space, but I don't know if that's the, like the play design or what have you, but, um, yeah, it's just not good. You know, you're, you're, you're going to lose quickly the trust of your teammates if you continue to play like this. I mean, your offense to me is a bigger concern and liability than your defense because the defense is having to learn a whole lot of stuff. They have a lot more moving pieces. Your offense is pretty much all the same. Okay. Your offensive line. Yeah. Maybe, under the weather, let's put it that way, because the last, the right guard and right tackle are out. But still, I mean, I don't want to make this the, the Jameis Bass show, but mm-hmm. it's warranted. Yeah. Six turnovers from one man and a guy that holds mm-hmm. the ball that damn much, you have to have faith and dependability on him. You don't have that with Jameis. Right. Yeah, he has some games with astronomical numbers, but Carlson Palmer had a couple of years in the, with the Bengals where he was pretty damn good. And then he retired, right? Mm-hmm. Or did he go to the Raiders and retire? I think, yeah, I think it was the Raiders. Then he retired briefly. Then came back, went to Arizona. But, but it's it's just Jameis. Yeah, he shows you what he is. He's he's consistently inconsistent. I've said that before, but it's right. he'll have some games where I I think moving forward this is my end all be all with him. For the rest of this year, you have to handcuff him. Mm-hmm. Is this crap where Arians like oh he tries to be like Superman? He's trying to make a play. Well, then don't let him be that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him, listen, dude, you're going to do this. You're going to read one, two. If you can't make the throw, throw it away or get out. Mm-hmm. Because when he starts thinking, oh, no, I can get to three, four, five, that's where we're messed up. Mm-hmm. And it sounds bad to do this, to handcuff him, but guess what? It's for the greater of the team. Right. right. And if one guy that holds the ball that damn much is messing up that much, Get it out of his hands by running the ball or get it out of his hands faster. Right. Because yeah. it's, it's obviously not working. Yeah, and if you go back to last week's game, you look at all the, the great executed plays that the Bucks offense did have, it was all quick stuff. It was all screens. It was, um, you know, uh, quick stuff over the middle. You know, all the, all the things that just got the ball out of Jameis' hands quickly, it worked. Um, you saw the screen to Chris Godwin, it worked. OJ Howard, OJ, yeah. same thing, it works. So doing quick stuff with Jameis Winston, I think that's that's the way you have to go. I, I know this is a vertical offense, but you gotta you gotta find a way to, you know, keep the ball on your side of the field. You gotta be able to keep it in the offensive's hands and not let Jameis turn it over. And and like you said, we're not trying to bash Jameis, but this is just who he is as a quarterback right now, and the Bucks have to find a way to work around it. Um, and hope that you know the pieces around him, the pieces the pieces around him have to step up. Offensive line, the running backs, receivers, tight ends, those guys have to be better than they were uh, last week because some of it is their fault. You know, Jameis at times he had no choice but to run because he was getting pressured very quickly. Um, so it's it's all a team effort. But with being that said, the quarterback holds the ball every play, yeah. and you got to find a way to manage that and help Jameis 
be efficient and effective uh, going forward? The biggest thing, yeah, he touches the ball so often. Right. I'm I'm going to sit there with handcuff him because, to me, he honestly has to be. Yeah. And start running the ball. Yes, Ronald Jones didn't block well. Blatantly didn't block well. The does does that mean James Winston has to start running at every moment? No. The ball's out faster, we're going to be better. And with that, I mean, yeah, the running game in this game was, yeah, let's get off the bash, Jameis train. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Well, we weren't able to run the football. That was the thing. Like, no well, one really we had. Because we were so down yeah. so so fast, too. I mean, right. Yeah, Ronald Jones, I think, only had, what, four four carries or nine carries, something like that. He didn't really touch the ball that much. Um but he had a, I mean, speaking of positives, he had a beautiful touchdown. Yeah. That um, was, again, off the turnover. Ryan Smith. Um, he had four carries, 10 yards, yeah. one touchdown. So he wasn't really able to get involved. Um, I don't think they were able to run it to Peyton Barber either very much. He had 14 carries overall, one of them from Winston. Okay. And one of them from Dara. Yeah. So, yeah, wasn't really able to establish a run game, but... You know, offensively going forward, like you said, I think it's just they need to simplify it for Jameis. One, two, they need to do Carson Wentz like the Eagles did with him. You know, keep it where it's you have a high, you have a low option, and you take which one the defense gives you. Make it where Jameis can get it out under three seconds. Because this offensive line is blocking pretty well if you look at the game tape. I mean, there's plenty of times where Jameis has clean pocket, um, but the ball is just being held way too long. So... You know, with that said, going forward, got to hope, uh, you know, the pieces around Jameis get better, play better. Offensive line does does pretty solid. And, uh, you know, you can keep it moving from there. Yeah, I mean, offense, we mentioned it, yeah. to me is the biggest liability yeah. because of who's running it. Coaching staff, yeah, that's the other level the someone play, say. Play the play call, needs, coaching staff. Needs to be consistent. And that's where I say handcuff them. Right. One, two, go. Yeah. Right? Because obviously the, the longer he has time to read, the more mistakes he makes. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, and that's why he's really good against the blitz because he doesn't have time to make a decision. It's just out. Right. <laughs> so, guys, that's my assumption. Yeah, not thinking. So, let's go on to the defense. I'll yeah. let you give your assumption first. Yeah, defensively, you know, now the first thing fans are going to say, oh, they're giving up 30 points a game, blah, 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 you know, all this. And that's true. You know, there is at times, you know, especially against the Saints, they were – you know they struggle. They had they had soft moments, um, and that's been that's been continuing. You know, Giants, um, even against the Rams. You know, they've had their their ups and downs. But if you really look at the tape and you really study it, the front seven I thought has has been very consistent throughout the year. And if you look at the linebacker core and the in the back four, the, the the safeties and corners, there's at times when they are really good, and we saw this many times in the Carolina game where. If they just rush four and they play coverage and keep things in front of them, they're actually pretty damn good. And they can actually they actually anticipate and they make breaks on the football. They make breaks breaks on routes. And it actually looks like a, a competitive, you know, a defense, a competitive defense that could make things happen. Um, so maybe that is something they'll see going forward on tape where it's less blitzing and they let these guys win up front. You keep your coverage intact. And there's less holes for the quarterback to, to find. Yeah, and I agree with that mm-hmm. because my biggest takeaway was, yeah, Todd Bowles is really good at blitzing. Right. And that's what we've been knowing and hearing how aggressive he is. But 
when he gives the illusion of a blitz and sends guys back in coverage, it works. It does work. Our front four really pretty much is pretty good. Yeah. And now you and, get JPP back. Yeah. So. JPP is back. And then, to be honest, Shaq's been getting his respect lately. Yeah. Like, they, I showed you one play before the podcast. Yeah, the, the Saints. Triple covered. Yeah, the Saints put out the blueprint. I mean, they doubled and triple teamed them yeah. in that game. And, and Carolina fell, followed suit. So, you know, teams are going to start doing that. And now you, your your hope is JPP coming in. He can take some of that pressure off of Shaq Barrett, and they can make some havoc. But, you know, go back to what you were saying about the coverage. I think that's that's where they have to go forward. Yeah, so it's um, two giant plays were Devin White getting beat by Greg Olson and then the Christian McCaffrey touchdown. Right. So there was the one where they were pinned up on the goal line. Devin White allows a massive gain on like a – Third and probably nine or eight. They got them started on their little run where they went 99 yards, scored a touchdown. That was a blatant, he just missed an assignment. You expect that from a rookie, but it's like the other team is knowing as a rookie, this is where we're going to go. So, again, goes to the offense. James Winston, look at the weakness. Look at someone that could make a mistake. Enough on Winston. (laughs) Devin White, that was his spot. He missed it. Same thing with the Christian McCaffrey play. He's literally in the middle of the field. No one's on McCaffrey. He had no one within 15 yards of him when he caught the ball. And then he tackles him high again, something we've talked about in the past. But then after those two big misses, Devin White was a monster. He was hitting gaps. He was all over the place. Him in zone as well. Very, very well. They, They use their guys in space. Very, 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 very well. Devin White, Levante, David in space are nasty. Start doing that more often. Yeah. Let let the other team beat you. Don't beat yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because especially with mental errors, if Devin White just has to think, oh, I have to have to, I just stay in this little zone here. Mm-hmm. I should be good. Right. Let him think that then. Yeah. The same thing with Levante is good enough. Your front four with Vita Vea and Sue in the middle, Shaq and Nassib on the sides. Right. Ch- Nassib is insane. Oh, let me put that out there. He doesn't get enough credit. He may not have the sack total that Shaq has right now, but Nassib is putting all effort on the field. Mm-hmm. He's doing it in the run game every damn game. He's right there to get sacks. He's just right there. Yeah. It's going to start getting there when people start doubling Vita Vea. When Vita Vea is right there, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just run your four, yeah. drop your boys back in coverage, and let. Hargraves and Colton Davis see what's in front of them because the times they get beat is when they send all these guys into blitz. Mm-hmm. You're leaving your cornerbacks out to dry. You're one on one. Yeah. People are getting mad at them. Okay, it's the NFL. These guys, the wide receivers know their routes. If the quarterback's throwing it on the break, there's no chance in hell the cornerback has a chance. Mm-hmm. Unless they're looking straight at the quarterback and they're reading it in front of them. Yeah. Well, even even if that's the truth, a DeAndre Hopkins or a guy like that can make a shimmy one way. Mm-hmm. And the guy thinks it's going to be that and tries to jump a route, yeah. and it's going the other way, and you look like an idiot. Mm. So, moving forward, hell, keep giving this, the illusion of a blitz. Right. I know we, we all want blitz aggressiveness, but to be honest, the things that worked were the times they would stay back. They didn't have so much to think about. Yeah. And your front four is doing well. I mean, they... they they, they know how to get after the quarterbacks for that way. Right. No, I agree with that. I, I think that will help you, you know, limit the big plays that have been, be, you know, being allowed. You know, so if you take away the big plays and you let this defense just 
play, you know, downhill, like you're saying, keep guys in front of you. Um, yeah, you could maybe get suspect to being, you know, dink and dunk, but that's better than giving up these 30 and 40 yard plays. Um, and, you know, eventually the offense is prone to make a mistake. Uh, so I think that's the way they have to go going forward. Uh, so it's not all doom and gloom. I, I think, and you have a lot of new pieces on this defense. It's a new scheme. Guys are learning. Um, I think they're going to get better. Uh, you know, getting healthier too, you know, getting Mike Edwards back and getting him in, engaged with that. And Andrew Adams being a third safety, I think, has helped. So there's positives. You know, obviously JPP coming back, that's going to be big news later this week. Um, hopefully that becomes official. I think it will be. Uh, so. Yeah, a lot of good things on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, that it's it's not all bad, you know. I I think it's just little things that are holding them back. Offensively, I think it it goes to a whole more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fundamental. I'm trying to think of the word, but I, anyway, it's a bigger it's a bigger issue, bigger uh, whole process on the offensive side of the ball that needs to be uh, more controlled, if you want to say. It's just the guy that touches the ball every damn snap is yeah. you're not depending on. I mean, you have to depend on him, but you don't want to. Right. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> that's, that's the, the sad. That's part. the problem. That's the problem that we're saying. Take the ball out of his hands more often. Right. Right. That's you don't want to hear that from your face of your franchise quarterback guy that's going to lead you to supposedly the promised land. You don't have that with Jameis. Right. Specifically, right now, yeah. Watch. People are like, say in three games, watch, he's going to get it back. If he does, literally start having good games, I'm going to say it's because the running game is doing a lot better and our defense is playing a lot better. Yeah, you're keeping... Not because of just Jameis doing good. It's because, yeah, like I think you were about to say it, keeping teams off balance. Well, that, but also keeping Jameis under 30 passing attempts. I that's think right. that that's going to play a big part of it. Running the ball 30 times a game. Uh, yeah, it... It's just, yeah. it's just, it's a sad thing. Unfortunately, you know, we've seen this for the last four years, and we thought, you know, this would be the difference maker because of this new staff, and and they worked on his footwork, they worked on his mechanics, um, trying to get the ball out of his hand quicker, and you know, the, it's it's just funny because at times he's shown it this year, where like, okay, yeah, that's that's the Jameis we want, and then just too many times he reverts back to, you know, trying to be that hero guy and trying to hold hold on to the b- football forever and try to make that big play, and you just you can't do that. This game is played with timing. Guys are so fast in the league now that you have to be on time. If you're not on time, then the play is going to be bad, and it's usually not going to work out. And that's why you know Jameis has been sacked as many times as he had has had been so far. You know, I think it's over, what, 25 sacks already through six games. That's, that's not good. Jameis, I, I've said enough. Mm-hmm. I, I hope you're handcuffed the rest of the season until we move on. Right. Do I see much moving forward? I still think our defense is going to improve. I think I've said that since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I think offensively we have to get a running game going. Yeah. Jameis will be Jameis. Uh, it's five years now. He's showing what he is. Get like you say, get the ball out of his hands, putting in someone else's hands. Yeah. Do quicker passes. And I just I don't see the future 
with Jameis, to be honest. And I'll put that out. I think I said it after the Bengals game. Mm-hmm. Then I like, gained some confidence back into him. I, you shouldn't have this many ups and downs with your right. yeah. number one quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't know if the Giants had that with Eli. Yeah. And they after and then they went on the runs like oh but Eli's our guy again. Yeah. This is just it can't be happening. Yeah, it's it's happening way too many times. Like we can't be going on this roller coaster of of talking Jameis up and then we're talking him down and it's just you know good quarterbacks in this league are are pretty consistent and you know if they do have bad games it's it's maybe one or two out of the whole year you know um, and that's. That's not because of them. It's more of the opponent, <laughs> you know, making them have the have the bad games. But right now, it's just it's all in Jameis's hands, and he's just not he's not uh, he's not doing well right now, and it's 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 unfortunate. And um, I'm hoping he can turn around. I mean, I'm hoping going forward that the team around him steps up. The the offensive play calling, like I said, gets a little bit better and, and smarter as far as utilizing your weapons as far as OJ and Cam Brate and using um, Mike Evans and, and um, Chris Godwin, you know, in the middle of the field and let Jameis have easier throws and not have him to, you know, look for these long developing vertical routes and get the ball out fast. Please. And then defense, <laughs> like I said, I think they're going to get better. I think Devin White's going to start learning this defense better. He's going to start being more of an attacking linebacker. He's already making a lot of calls. I think with JPP back, when he does get announced back, the pass rush will be insane. Right. And I truly hope they allow the front four to do what they have to do. Because mm-hmm. if we see that they're doing well in coverage, when they drop back instead of leaving their corners, who Hargraves, we, we talked about this in our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Anyone who doesn't know, we, we now have a Real Bucks Talk Facebook group. Just throwing it in there. Um, we'll put like the Facebook link. Is this a closed group? I just don't want everyone randomly doing it. I want the true Bucks fans that listen and care to be in there. So we'll put a pie in the link of the Twitter as well to join in if you want to hear about it. We talk a lot of cool subjects, cool, deep, involved conversations. So if you want to hear what we talk about here in the gr- in a group, go to that Facebook group. Um, but, hell, I went on a tangent. Forgot. Oh, yeah, Vernon Hargraves. <laughs> Him on the outside, it looks like he's literally giving space because he just doesn't trust his deep speed. So our discussion was move him inside and nickel corner. He's played very, very well in nickel corner. He's really good in run coverage. We've all seen that. Right. He's good against in the line. I would like to see him blitz more often. He's a smart, heady player. Let him play closer to the line. Don't let him get beat deep. And we're discussing either Sean Murphy Bunting or Jamel Dean. I would assume Dean because Bunting still is a guy that sometimes looks lost mm-hmm. in coverage. Put Dean on the outside, aggressive, lanky guy, shoving, slowing down the outside guys, letting that front four get in there faster. I wouldn't mind a, a Dean and Carlton Davis outside with a Hargraves slot and let Bunting le- learn more. Yeah. Would not mind that. And this, these are discussions we're having in that Facebook group, but... Mm-hmm. That secondary looks good. Jordan Whitehead is—he's been consistent all year. He's showing that last year. He's showing it this year. Right. And whoever's in the other spot—I mean, Adams played well, mm-hmm. and it was funny because again, Devin White was active against Saints. Didn't play. Um, Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards active. Didn't play. Right. 
So well, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Just if you're going to be active, you got to play. Yeah. Well, I you, you like got to have decisions. you you got to have 46 guys up. So I mean, you know, they can't put. I don't think they can put more than seven on the inactive list. So if you're just that last guy, then you're you got to be that last guy. But um, yeah, I think you know just to sum it up, you know, offensively, like we said, we're we're hoping going forward they they handcuff Jameis a little bit and, and make you it, think? yeah, make it a little bit more simpler for the offense and play a little bit more balanced ball controls type of offense where you're not putting your defense in bad situations and you find your way to move down the field methodically and score touchdowns like that. Keep it, a you know, keep it, keep uh, the ball in your hands and, and maybe you get into these, you know, kind of games like earlier in the year where it was like 23, 17, you know, stuff like that where, it's uh it's manageable games defensively i think the big thing is they got to blitz less and play more coverage like mark said and just let your front four win more and you blitz when you're in the lead you know like we talked about earlier um when we have the lead then you can blitz and play a little bit more aggressive and try to get those turnovers but i i think uh they just got to be a little bit smarter in how they attack these offenses and, and don't leave your corners out to dry and then we didn't even touch on special teams, but I'll mention special yeah, no, teams. Please, no, please go into special teams. Special teams, Ryan Smith, he is one hell of a player on special teams, and he made two fantastic plays. Matt Gay uh, looks like has found his kicking rhythm, which is great, um, looking really good. I think the punting has been better, um, which is which is nice to see. But, yeah, they got to find something on the return game, and obviously, you know, with the news of Bobo <laughs> Wilson being cut, there you go. they're going to they're gonna find – you know, someone else new, whether it be Scotty Miller or, or TJ Logan or Vernon Hargraves, maybe. So we'll see what happens. I think they, they also promoted, um, what's his name? Amari Darbo, or I probably pronounced that wrong, but he's the guy, he's, yeah, he's the guy from the Jets. They, they promoted him up to the active roster. So maybe he brings something different. Um, and you know, we might get, uh, Brashad Perriman back. So it, it just remains to be seen, but Special teams overall, I thought coverage-wise, was better. They just got to fix the return game. Yeah, so punting, dude's got a leg. He's not gonna, You're not going to see him gone. He's doing the deep kickoff coverage. Yeah. It's just guys like Ryan Smith, he played out of his mind. Oh, yeah. He's That's always, what you need to see. Always the first one down. Right? Yeah. And then even his fumble he caused, coming from behind. Mm-hmm. And even his blocking in punt return. Right. Dude's insane. That's what you need to see in a gunner. That's what you need to see in guys going down. Like, come on. Special teams is part of the three offense, defense, special teams. Right. This isn't just a, oh, misnomer. We'll just get it and call for your catch. Bobo didn't do anything. He fumbled a ball. That was, that was our seventh turnover. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> that's why he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Point blank. Yeah. That's a, a part of the game that you need to get better. Matt Gay at – what did someone say? It was 11 or 15 field goals in a row he's made, uh, including extra points, I think it is. Yeah, he's been on a tear you know, since that so, miss against the Giants, right? and he's doing good. Just got to hope it keeps up and he, he continues to get better, and I think he will. To be honest, I mean, maybe that won't even matter because we're losing now. Right. Maybe it still is under – it's not the, the three points that Matt Gay is getting us. It's number three in our team that's messing it up. So – I'll stay it. But, I mean – Matt Gay's doing great. The punting's doing better. I mean, Ryan Smith got one at the one damn yard line. Right. That's insane. We need more guys like him covering it. Let's see who's the punt returner. Other than that, 
again, it all goes down to your offensive liability and Jameis. Does he get handcuffed or does he not? Let's see what happens moving mm-hmm. forward. Obviously, Arian said he's not blind. He's knowing a lot of it is on the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully the coaching staff sees, you know, what, what we're seeing and, and understand, like, we, they got to make adjustments going forward in the second half of the season. Uh, they face the Tennessee Titans up, you know, this Sunday next. So um, yeah, they got two more road games, Titans and then the Seattle Seahawks, which that's going to be – that's gonna, be, that's gonna be a tough game, but uh, you know this week is a very winnable game, and and we'll get more into the into the Tennessee Titans hopefully later this week. We'll have another podcast coming out, um, but yeah, going forward, I mean, just to sum it up, we just want to see guys used smarter and better, um, utilized in the proper way, and I think that starts with Jameis Winston, and unfortunately, they they're gonna have to adjust to him, and and help him play smarter football to avoid turnovers, and that's what we're hoping to see. But with that being said. Guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, everyone have a great, great week. Bucks football is back this Sunday, so that will be exciting no matter what. You know, we are Bucks fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, everyone, uh, take care and go Bucks.